Okay, hi guys, welcome back to another episode of To Be He's. Nice to see you again. Um, today we're joined by our guest speaker, JP. Um, if you were on Twitter and you heard the um, the church or cult um, space, if you were there for that, you would have known that he was part of hosting that, a very interesting space, <laughs> something that sparked a lot of conversation yeah. <laughs> on the TL. Yeah. Um, so yeah, welcome JP. Thanks, if you, thank you, if you could just do a little intro for us. Uh, yeah, my name's John Paul. Um, what should I say about myself? Um, I write, I, um, known for being on social media, um, small, small. I'm not an influencer or anything. I just, I just, I have a lot to say. Do you get what I mean? Um, God forbid. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm happy to be on this space, you know, it's exciting. Um, but yeah, it's going to be good. Thank you. Okay, so we wanted to start with an icebreaker. We usually do that when we have guests. Um, I don't know which one to pick. Okay, lovely. So 18 and under is basically where we just go around and ask each other to share one accomplishment that we had before we turned 18. So, yeah, I know even my brain is... <laughs> the cogs in my head have just come to... Yeah, I just went to school and... Oh. Yeah, Actually, no, I have one. So, I, have um... one. I have one, but I'm worried you will say it anyway. <laughs> I, I think when you say okay, it, Chantal, like, if, you, if you've got yeah, it, let me go. Let me go. Okay, you can go ahead. Yeah, mine's that I got into uni. <laughs> Period. Love it. Love to see it. Come on, Chantal. Yeah. I'm trying to wreck my brain. I don't have one. Oh, was eighteen. That's a very long time ago. Honestly, I'd say mine. How I don't even know how old I was, but basically I used to do dance and I used to do exams for it. And my very first mm-hmm. exam, I think it was like grade five, I got a distinction, so I was very proud of myself. That's good. Wow. Yeah. That. Yeah. Come on. Good, good. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I did give up. <laughs> this is very anxiety-inducing. I don't know why I said, oh, yeah, let's do this. Um... um I did the 11 plus. Wow. What's that? I did the 11 plus. Anybody who knows 11, about the 11, 11 plus? 11 plus is basically things that we do to get into grammar schools. It's, oh, yeah. it's, an, it's an elitist um, um, contraption. Yeah, I did it. Wow. Yeah. I didn't get Classism from a young age. Yeah. Like, and never did I. Bro, it was hard. I was three points off. Can you imagine? Three marks. Oh, that's <gasps> so sad. Bro, the silly waiting list that they would have. Yeah please yeah it was very mad the whole thing was very very mad yeah um i just remember that i got a jack petty award not sure if you've heard of it oh Um, Oh my god yeah i just remembered it yeah what is it wow it's basically what was it um, academic excellence so in sixth form i got an award for um basically i was crazy and i did biology chemistry and english only person to do that combination the whole entire school and i was the only uh, med school applicant of course i got rejected but it doesn't really matter you know but and i think they just saw that you know i did well um that's and, what was and then they gave me the jack petty so um i got to meet the actual jack petty he's a really black he has like he one of them established white men you know like them have, you know <laughs> the vagabond, yeah. So you get to got to meet him, shake his hand, <laughs> pictures, got pictures in the newspaper, all of that good jazz. Um, oh, yeah, so, Come so, so on. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, That's oh, love to see it. Love to see yeah. it. Wow, sorry. <laughs> no, I should have given a different one. Me, I have mass challenge. I didn't do that one. <laughs> That's a mass challenge. That's what Please, please. Oh, bro, math challenge was a big thing. Math challenge, linguistics challenge. Wow. All of them were. Bro, 
back in secondary. I missed those days. I know. You, you studied you study medicine, she said. Um, yeah, not the medicine. <laughs> I'm a secret. <laughs> one plus one. If one plus one wow. is two. And two plus two, and two, plus two is four. What the, is this? <laughs> so, one of the reasons why we have JP on here is because he was involved in the Twitter space that involved church or cult. So, we're just wondering if you could tell us more about it and just kind of what you discussed. As you know, obviously, our episode is about church hurts today. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, wow. Um, it's quite, it's a long time ago. I'm trying to wrap my brain. So, um, two of my boys, um, actually, so one of my boys decided that he wants to hold um a space basically just to give you a platform to kind of just um talk about the church up, um, and then he asked me my other way to um to help him, um, because he didn't want to do it alone essentially. So he's like, yeah, come cool, might as well because we've known each other for time because we all left the same church. It just made it just made sense basically. So um yeah, we just it started with something really small. Like I promise you that that day, like I was so shocked to see so many people. I was seeing so many blue ticks. But it just started with like what like fifteen people and then obviously you get caught up and then before you knew it, I was seeing eight K. I said, God damn. And the thing is I'm I'm not a shy person, but talking to that many people and being and people atting me, like random people at me into my DM saying, I want to say this, or why'd you, why'd you not allow this person to speak? It, it, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, the whole purpose of the space was so to give people a, um, opportunity to speak about their church and kind of that to share their story because a lot of, obviously that, on that time on Christian, Christian, whatever's left of Christian Twitter anyways, um, <laughs> that time on Christian mm-hmm. Twitter, a lot of people were kind of, negating people's experiences and saying oh if you've been hurt at church yeah it's because you you tried the church and you tried christ all that kind of stuff so we, it was just like okay no understand that people have been hurt in church and it's not just one or two people um it's not just um people being um blacklisted from churches it's real real life issues yeah. so um yeah i guess um it did that, but I think the shortcoming was that we never expected it to be that big. So mm. we didn't account for um, trauma being uprooted. We didn't account for people getting triggered. We didn't account for um, some people um, not agreeing with the space and stuff like that because you never intended it to be that big. Um, I guess I learned that, um, I guess, to think ahead, like anything can happen. The social media is quick. It's always like wildfire. Mm. So I guess um, we did end up having... Um, Haley Melinda come up and give uh, mm. some resources um, to for like people to refer themselves to um, counselling, etc., etc. Mm. Um, just things to kind of help people get through the day, get through the night if trauma had been uprooted. But um, yeah, it was it was interesting, very interesting. Yeah, really it sounds it. Wow. I remember, I remember it happened like it was going on through like towards the night because I remember I slept through it, <laughs> so I couldn't hear it because I think like it happened like one a.m. or two a.m. The funny thing is, like, it's like it started at nine p.m. and stopped ended yeah. at three. No yeah. way. I think by the time I found out about it, it was the next morning. But it's okay. If it's ever run again, yeah, I'll try make it. <laughs> it's actually good. crazy because I think that night, that night, I was very irritated yeah. by a lot of people because some people were doing this whole, um, "Why you as a Christian bashing the church." And I really hate that narrative because I'm a very logical person, right? And the way I see it is that people are hurt in the church. It's not common, it's not external, it's internal, right? And we love to do this thing where we 
not we, but the church doesn't acknowledge the fact that people have been hurt inside of their churches. And some actually do, and that's great. Mm. But some actively dismiss, some actively ignore, and we can't ignore that. We'll be all be lying if we're saying that, yeah, some churches um, don't ignore it. And I feel like, number one, if we're going to reduce church hurt, people need to own up for their actions and don't feel ashamed. Because... Mm. They say, yeah, we're all human. Christians aren't perfect. Exactly, we're not perfect. So act as if we're not perfect. Don't gloss over the 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 big things that you've done. Like the stories, like I had just left my church at that time, so I was still dealing with my own trauma. But the stories that I heard that day, I was gobsmacked. Like they were lies. They were well, should go more than like physical abuse, sexual abuse, like stuff that yeah. m- kind of minimized, not minimized, but really minimized my experience and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's crazy. I'm just thinking if if I was upset with what happened to me, imagine what they're going through, and the mad thing is that they were dismissed. Mm-hmm. People were getting gaslighted. People's parents would be getting involved. People in high places of um, authority were lying to people and shutting people out to keep their secrets together. And it's like, why? If I'm hearing all this, why in the world am I going to sit quiet and say? Nah, it's, it's 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 because people aren't perfect. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just crazy, man. And even my friend, I think she's always she kind of also was like, she was quite ignorant about the facts yeah. about it. She was kind of like, oh well, people if they have the Holy Spirit and then they should know when like a, a church is treating them wrong. Like I don't get how they no. get hurt. And it's like mm. that's just not how it works. Like mm. yeah, no, it's actually it, 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 you, you can apply that principle to anything. Like yeah. if like if God forbid if 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 anyone said that about an abusive relationship now, hell would erupt and people would get angry. But when it comes to a church, it's like why is everyone supposed to supposedly know or have a spidey sense about when they're going to get hurt? Because because we our, even I was saying nobody goes into it like you don't expect to be hurt in a church because a church is a place where the people of God are gathered and in your mind as a believer you you account for the greatness that comes with god you never just expect this person's going to insult me to this person's going to do this to me so you're not going to go back of your mind with you know negative thoughts saying i might get hurt because you can't live your life like that. but when it does happen you do need to do something about it and with that mr individual that i will not name his name um so this can be included <laughs> um i think it's crazy because even at the end of that night people were saying he ended up turning it into a thing about um, him and he did a separate space afterwards, okay. talking, trying to apologize to the people and the public. And people were like, "This isn't the, this wasn't oh, the issue." Yeah, I wasn't. I remember. That. Yeah, this isn't the issue that we're trying to address. Is the fact that you're negating people's feelings and you're saying that Christians shouldn't talk about these things because we're Christian and we should just focus on the positive things. But no, that's not how Christ lived. Christ addressed the positive, addressed the negative, and made change. And we need to address the positive, address the negative, and make change. So speaking of just kind of like church judgment and things like that, obviously recently we had that celebrity couple, Megan Good, Von Franklin, they divorced. And I feel like, honestly, like they were such a couple, but I just like feel Mm. like a lot of people, there was a lot of backlash like of the divorce and like, it was like, oh, Megan has finally gotten back to her roots and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) So like, what are your opinions? They were waiting. They were violating. They were really bad. Yeah. No, I'm I'm even trying to I didn't know too much about Devon himself. Yeah. But I know they met on a film set. Like that's all I know. They wrote a book together Wait. or something. I think. Yeah, they Is wrote a marriage book, my friend. Is he not a pastor? Yeah. I thought he was a pastor. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm getting strong. confused with my good friends. They're like they. I'm talking about. Oh, I'm getting her confused. This other one, they're like best friends, and like she's friends with an actor. I think I'm getting them confused. But you, I know. Are you getting confused with Adrian Bailon and Israel? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 I don't think you're talking about a black girl, aren't you? Yeah, but anyways, that's fine. Nia? (laughs) No, not Nia, I'll find her. Isn't the boyfriend, he's he's a pastor, right? He's a pastor, yeah, right? Yeah, this one's a pastor, yeah. And and they wrote that book and people were saying, ah, they they shouldn't have wrote a book before they confirmed their marriage, riffraff like that, that stuff like, yep, yeah, yeah, people are disrespectful. Somebody cannot write a book again. Wow. You can't, nope, nope, and uh, that, that's the things, that's the things that goes on, you know, I feel like, I feel like with her, I feel like if she was a man, nobody would have said pin, but they would have kept her mouth shut. Mm. Obviously, yeah. since it's making good, she's an actress, she's known for, it's not a fault that she looks good, and I feel like that, that's another thing, it's just an agenda against um, a pretty woman who married a pastor, yeah. and I guess she's gone back to well, gone back um mm. gone back to her ways afterwards she just decided to be herself like she's living her life and obviously people saying oh you've gone back to the world you've gone back to it's it's actually peak and i love the fact that he defended her dude and said everyone should chill because yeah oh did he i remember there was a conference they were at and one woman asked the question like why does your wife just and he was like you're not about to speak about my wife like that yeah and he shut it down straight away as he should yeah. in it. as he should that. oh that's yeah. horrible yeah there's so much judgment even in terms of like yeah like the husbands and wives that you choose and how they dress and that like if they're not from church if, or if they're from like a, a worldly profession it's suddenly like mm-hmm. they've got eyes mm-hmm. on them like even israel horton and it was her name adrian the actress adrian i remember adrian like even that yeah even all of that like it was just a bit like oh like he divorced his wife and now he's with someone that's like in the world but it's actually crazy there's too many eyes if you're what's so funny Christian. about people saying this this that about megan um from what i read here like she said um she knew devon was meant to be her husband because god told her like first god told her that it was Ooh. time for her to get out of her current relationship then god told her it was time to be celibate and then god told her that devon was her husband Oh. So, oh, you know, and then nice. people come with this, oh, but if God said, then why did their relationship flop? And one, this is why I love um, RY. I went to RY Weekend Away, um, Radical Youth, and they said that, yeah. and they basically said that every prophecy um, or promise from God is conditional because we're humans and mm. we have human mm. error. So just because God said X, Y, Z is going to happen, it still depends on you putting in the work or you being obedient or whatever it is. So people come to say, oh, but they were in a gory relationship and it's still flops or da 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 Like, that's life. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's just the way. Exactly, like see what happened with um Moses. He didn't enter the promised land. It was a conditional that's yeah. the, the other people did, but you know. That's so pee. I always think about that. Like, how heartbreaking was that been? Oh, oh all that work. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. there's this whole thing with aunties just loving to talk about your dress is this and your skirt is this and your dinner is this. And the issue is like, I get the whole thing behind modesty and I get like what the Bible asks us to do. But I feel like the place these aunties are coming from is a place of spite and jealousy. 
and cultural. Yeah, culture. Culture. and well, cultural they're... things where they're like, mm. oh, like yeah, how they've been programmed. Like exactly, you shouldn't dress like that because if it was a thing where they're like, look, um, see, even when they come and be like, oh, your the what you're wearing may lead someone else to sin. It's like, why are you then? I don't know how to say it. Like, why is the the onus always on the women? Yeah. Yeah. Why isn't the person that want like will sin being? Do you get like they said the, yeah. the, the Bible it's, says it's it's crazy. Exactly. Yeah, but it's... if your if your right arm causes you to sin, chop it off. Chop it off. Sorry. I mean, Jesus was being very very dramatic when he said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course. I mean, of course. I feel like it's not a I feel like yeah, 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 definitely not not this one. I don't think Jesus would ask anyone mm. to cut their their arms off. I mean, side note, mm-hmm. to, if you watch Grey's Anatomy in season like. Some there's a guy who actually wants to that that cut his arm off because he can't stop doing the doing. She like yeah, what? I found it so. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? So I guess before we you know start talking properly about church hurt, just wanted to I guess discuss what it actually is. Um, I would say it's when someone has obviously negative experience in the church that draws them away from it and they don't mm-hmm. want to return mm-hmm. back to church because yeah. of um and it can essentially damage their journeys i guess with mm. christ because mm. of it but what yeah. would you guys say um i would agree with your definition and also add that like it's just a traumatizing experience overall like a negative experience mm-hmm. at church can um affect the way that you interact in other areas of life and i'd say even more so because like god is love and church is the place where you're thinking that you'd experience that love unconditionally. So when you don't experience it, it's like, well, mm. everything else in life is just going to be mm. worse. So, yeah. 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 Mm. Sorry. I don't know how I was going to speak. Uh, yeah. No, I agree um, with what you guys say. And like, I think definitely emphasis on the fact that like, that that is the main place where you're supposed to be like vulnerable and you're supposed to like learn most about yourself and your journey so when that's affected it can really affect even your own like identity in yourself and like what am I supposed to put my trust mm-hmm. in if I can't put my trust in people that are supposed to love the same god that I love so I think it's definitely yeah mm. it's traumatic and that's why a lot of people even the thought of going back to church is like I'd never do that for some people so yeah it's definitely mm-hmm. very impactful yeah um, I yeah, I agree, hundred yeah. percent with what you guys said. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I um, I think I might just add. Um, I think it might not necessarily take you away from church, but I think it might make certain things harder in terms of just reapproaching church, or maybe just like keep make you more vigilant. It might be good or bad, but you might not start nitpicking, um, which might make things harder for your journey as well. But yeah. Um. So, yeah, examples of church hurt can be, like, being physically attacked or assaulted by another member, being taught that you're not worthy of God's love, having your secrets told to other members under the guise of prayer, like victim blaming, having mental health issues being used against you as evidence of lack of faith. I was also going to say, like, I don't know if this could be added as a definition, Mm. but could it also be like exploitation of its members as well in terms of like, I know I've had people, yeah, 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 who like serve in church, whether it's in like whatever ministry that they're in, and because they're just using them for them, maybe their talent, like whether it's their singing or instruments and stuff, Mm. that's even a form of church hurt because they're just using them 
Um, only one, the only one person knew because she was friends with the minister that I told. No, she's not friends, but mm. she's directly under the minister, so she had like a position of authority over mm. us, basically. Um, so she knew, asked me about it, and I told her my reasoning. Um, everything was cool, but the next day I woke up being blocked. People that I hadn't used Snapchat in years logged into Snapchat, blocked me, and <laughs> logged back out. <laughs> Uh, it was, it was crazy on following on Instagram. And I think what also shocked me because the church I went to, and neither said the church I went to had many, many branches, right? And it's not the one you think of, it's the other one. <laughs> so there's two. Um, the church was, was spread about, yeah. And I had obviously me being on social media, I had made friends that was like, Oh, you go to this church, let's be friends. People from so I go to Brighton, right? People from Nottingham, Reading what's other branches our branches had blocked me so so one of my boys blocked me on whatsapp why <laughs> why he no, blocked me on whatsapp they made like a group chat and was like everyone we need you to block this guy he has left block this, this is what i'm saying <laughs> and it's it's yeah. just it was just a lot and obviously like um because i because i've been in uni for at this point for yeah. three years and I made my friends at this church. I went from literally having a, a bun, an abundance of friends to having three friends okay. in Brighton wow. literally overnight. And at this point in time, my housemates had moved, my housemates weren't living with me. So I was alone for like eight and what's that, six months oh. by myself in that house. Wow. Um, and six months in Brighton alone because all my three friends were, all my, two of my three friends were commuting and, um, my other friend, um, Lorna, so Chelsea, had decided to go home early because of the pandemic. So I was alone for six months with no one to talk to because no one would speak to me. And that was the most grueling, like, it was hard. And obviously trying to reconcile that these are people of God, but yet they've hurt me in such a way that yeah. they said they promised that they wouldn't, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that was painful. Um and I had to react those conversations that had to be had, talking to people, understanding why they did what they did. Um, I was out of anger, I was talking like recklessly, and I'll admit it was quite reckless. But not as reckless as I wanted to be, but a bit reckless on social media. And I obviously held my hands up and I said, you know, I'm sorry for doing that. Um, but it doesn't really change the fact that they did what they did. And, you know, and it wasn't even just me, but other people as well had experienced a similar thing from other branches. It's not like it was just me and my branch. Other people, other branches, people getting um, blacklisted, people getting blocked, people getting stalked. Just everything you could possibly think of. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Giving worry. Um, yeah, it, it, really, it really was. Um, but I guess I, I made my piece of it. Um, it's just been alright. I moved on. I found a new church. Um, I've healed, and I think um, I guess I've, right now I've become an advocate for people talking about their experiences, but at the same time, not letting them drag them down into a place where you won't be able to get out of. Because whether you like it or not, these institutions, they'll forget about you quick, mm. and you not you need to forget about them, but you need to remember that your walk with Christ, the love He has for you, is bigger than any other uh, situation, any circumstance you could ever find yourself. Mm. And once I had swallowed that and deep that, and obviously having friends as well, like having like so side note, they didn't like the fact that I had loads of friends on social media because they were saying, "Oh, you're going to be susceptible to all these false doctrines, da 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 da, rare tear tear, ECT ECT." But all those friends helped me through that process, and they're still with me today. And it's like that—that's the gag of it all. Like I thank God that I had had such a social media presence because if I didn't, and I had hadn't met these friends at real in real life at some point, I would have. Possibly, yeah, it would have been hard. Mm. Let's just say that. 
So, um, yeah, that's it, really. Um, in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah, we really thank God. That's, that's a, a real testimony, yo. Because yeah. to be able to come Hallelujah. back that, we really thank God for your life. Cause... Mm. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <sighs> Did you see? Is he even weighing on me? I don't even know. What nah, to it's say. heavy. That's like, wow. it. It's very like <laughs> literally. Now we thank God you're out of it now. Honestly, like, wow. yeah. All right, I'll do my experience. Mine. I don't know if it's the same place, but okay. It's basically. It's not really the same. No, we'll see. Basically, right. So I was like 16. So I'm I live in Sheffield, but mm-hmm. I, I I moved to Sheffield when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm. I wasn't, like, completely from there. Many spent my life in Essex. So, when I moved, I moved to, like, this new church. It was, like, you know, one of those, like, um, mega churches, the non-denominational, multi-ethnic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. <laughs> one of those churches. <laughs> yeah. Them, yeah. One love. Yeah. So, anyways. So, we, I get there. And I I didn't really have a relationship with God. So, I wanted this time to be like, hey, I'm older now. I want to, you know, try and get involved. And not just go to church, but actually get involved mm-hmm. and serve. So, um, they had, like, a youth, um, like, team. And I wanted to be part of their youth worship, I think. So, I remember, like, I would... And I'd also want to go to, like, their Bible studies and stuff. But because I lived... Even though I live in Sheffield, I live slightly mm-hmm. away from it. So, like, to get to Sheffield and back, it took, like like... I don't know, like 45 minutes oh. on a bus or something like yeah. that. Like, it took a long time. And especially because at the time, like, I'm in a new city. My parents don't want me coming home too late. So it's yeah. like, I wouldn't be able to, if I was to go, I couldn't stay too long or I just wouldn't be able to go. Because especially during A-levels as well. Oh, so it's yeah. just like, it's just all a bit long. So I just wouldn't be able to like attend like a lot of things. And like, they'd be like, oh, like a cheese, are you coming to this? And they'd be like, oh no, I can't do it because of blah, blah, blah. And like, even though they'd be like, yeah, that's fine. I could tell that there was some hostility and it's like, I'm not lying. I generally yeah. just can't make it. And then there was one time I was doing like rehearsal for like worship. And then basically I felt like, so there were people that, so we were all rehearsing and then there were two people that weren't singing, but they were just like seeing if what we were doing was okay. And they were like talking about me because I could see like, you know, when people are talking and then they look at you and they're talking again, Uh-oh. it's like, you're clearly talking about mm. me. And not only are they talking, they're like laughing. <clears throat> and I'm like, what's going on? Um, I don't know if it was to do with like how I was singing or something like that. I don't know. They were just talking and laughing. And then I was thinking, okay, I don't know how to address this because now I just feel very like vulnerable. Like I don't know what to do. So after the rehearsal, I came down and I was like, I think I made like a joke out of something. Like, because I think um, the girl that I was singing with, I think she kept like taking up the space of the stage. I don't know what mm-hmm. she was doing. Anyway, so I was like, oh no, it was funny that she kept doing that in it. And she was like, they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they just looked at me as if like what I was saying, like was a lie and I was just like yeah I can see you guys talking and laughing and they were like no we have no idea what you're talking about and they looked at me with like the most neutral face ever as if what I was saying was a lie and I was like what and then I remember after I was like on the phone to my friend who's also friends with one of those girls and I was like I don't know what's going I don't know like if I did anything wrong like I'm just really upset and then my friend went and went and spoke to that person like just on the cuff and whatever and they were like yeah we just don't really like her like she just never really attends like our things and stuff we don't know if she's serious like she just like she just comes and goes when she wants and we just yeah you don't really like her i was like it's not like it's my fault that Mm. i can't attend these things like i can't like it's a constant commute like even if like 
Bible study finishes at like seven. It doesn't always finish at seven. So then I'm having to travel home. And by the time I get home, it's like mm. to nine. And it's like, I can't keep doing that. My parents are complaining. And it's just like, they just automatically assumed it. it just meant I wasn't serious. And yeah, I remember I didn't sing again after that because I just felt like so like, I guess humiliated. Because humiliated. I was just like, how mm. can you just be talking about me? And then when I ask about it, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So that was horrible. I left that very, very quick. It's been a few years now. It's been like six years now. So I'm over it now. Not that I anything was resolved from it. I don't really speak to those people anymore. But it was just like, I can't believe people act like that. And like a place that you're supposed to be, you know, caring towards others and understanding. Like, yeah. That's so mean, nice. though. Like, mm. In it, very clear. Yeah. Very, yeah hmm. That was Click the main part. I, I don't Hmm. That's that's not it doesn't make sense. You know, dude, you don't like someone because they don't attend church. Yeah. The correlation doesn't really add up. Yeah. I don't like you because don't because you don't attend church. As I think they just thought I, I was do. lying. Yeah. Maybe they just thought I was lying or making excuses, but I found out that the leader of the church got caught up for being racist or something like that. And like he would um remove all the black people from worship and put white people <gasps> because he felt like they were ruining the reputation of the church. He's left the church now, but were the girls were the girls thing. white as well? No, the girls are black at the youth thing, but the leader of the actual church, like yeah. What? Yikes. So, a lot of stuff happened there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know. Having isms yeah. and being children of God, but of all the isms. Actually no 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 no, I forget the story. I forget yeah, those like, American the story. Yeah, because yeah, he was but, like, Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. was saying that, oh, it's like, it's intimidating white people from attending the church if there's too many black people singing. Bye. My days. Fam. And then he left. He's Good, in that's now. where they send the prisoners, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Australia. Yeah. Oh, wow. Stay oh, shut up. No. Um. Don't go it. Yeah, they're literally. Oh. Sorry, girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Renfrew, that. that's... And how old were you, sorry? Again? I was 16. See, at, at that young age, you're so impressionable mm. that anything that can mm. actually scar you. And yeah. I feel like, obviously now, you may be an older, it's like, mm, it's not deep. Mm. But at that age, it's like, you deeper, you're 14, two years before. Mm. That, that That's young, mm. like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, damn. Mm. Very young. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so mine is kind of like a chizzies. It was very clicky. So um, I had been serving at this church for like, what five years four or five years um and funny enough Mm -hmm. it was not really the church members who hurt me like it wasn't the church staff it was more like the people in my age group so i had come from another church (laughs) which shall not be named damn shame but when i was younger when i was like basically from when i was a baby to when i was about eight i was in this church there are people who are friends with me to this day that I know them from this church. And we're not all in the same church anymore, but we mm. all branched out from this church to separate churches. So some of the people who have branched out from this church have come to the same church that I'm now attending. And um, we have this summer camp mm. called Cultivate. I can name it because there are multiple churches. It wasn't just my church mm. that attended it. So we've gone to Cultivate and like they've put us all in cabins. So it's literally, in fact, funny enough, I was at RY this weekend in Kevin Lee in Wales. We were at the exact same location, but it was a different event. So being oh, there, wow. when I got there and I realised mm-hmm. where we were, I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, 
I was like, trauma. oh, PTSD. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was it was just a really weird feeling. So I got there and I was like, oh, okay. We've all unpacked our suitcases. I'm with all the girls my age that I know and everything. And one of these girls I've known her since we were very, very, very young. And these girls are going about doing all the activities and stuff. Anytime I try and sit with them, they're moving away. Anytime I try and chat with them, they're just not. <laughs> they're just not trying to hear it. Then, oh my gosh, this was even a different camp before. Wow, sorry, the trauma is compounding. Another camp before when I was around. Long. This is like year. Was this year six or was it after that? Maybe it was around like year six, year seven. I'd gone to a camp before that. So when I went, the one I was talking about in Wales, I was probably about. 15 yeah 15 16 it was the or maybe yeah 15 it was the year before GCSEs so yeah this one um the one I'm talking about now I was younger maybe around like 11 12 and one of the boys this boy that I had a rivalry with rivalry you know yeah younger, you do all of that rubbish arts nemesis um mm. <laughs> he fully turned to me and was like the other girls they um don't like you and I was like, I don't believe you. Because obviously, me, I didn't like him. And he was like, no, they told me. They're just not going to tell you because they just don't want to say it. And I was like, right, okay. So I had just spent that mm. trip. Like, whenever there wasn't space at the dining table, it was always me that was going to sit somewhere else. All of this kind of stuff. Just being the one that was left out. But also, he didn't really have anybody else to be with. Uh. So, um, yeah, it had been like that for years. And even, like, on Sundays, when I wasn't serving, I didn't want to go to church if I wasn't serving. Because I was like, I'm going to have to sit in the congregation mm. and I'm going to have to see them afterwards and they're all going to be sitting together. I'm not going to have anybody to talk to. And even mm. like now to this day, when my dad is like, oh, let's go to church. I don't want to go. Not because I, I don't want to go to, like it's, my issue is not with church in general, but I don't want to go back to that church, even though he's like, oh, all those girls have left. They've gone to uni now. Duh, 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 duh. I just have a feeling about being in the atmosphere and I'm like, that's where I felt like I didn't belong. And it's weird because that's church. Mm. Like if anywhere, uh, sorry, if, yeah. Nice. If anything, that's the one place where everybody is meant to let go of everything else, and yeah. that's where you're meant to feel like you belong. So, yeah, mm. and like I've always, which is what Chantel will tell you, even from when I joined uni. Sometimes I can be an auntie, you know. Sometimes I can be a bit behind. Hope <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know this. These guys used to make fun of me. I had one iPad. I came into uni with an Android. Oh, chef. I had one iPad. I've Android. always been like a bit. That's fine. <laughs> I know. You're hey. too stunned to speak. <laughs> but c- continue, uh, continue, continue. Yeah, like, I was continue. always the one carrying bag. I was always the one with backpack. Like I was always the one that was a little bit nerdy, a little bit not with the trends and all that kind of stuff. And those girls kind of like sensed that. I went like, yeah, you can't sit with us. It was literally essentially you can't sit with us. Like it was a mean girls thing so yeah mm. ever since then i've just kind of felt yeah that kind of you know and, and obviously i joined the church after these girls have been there for years as well but obviously mm. there were other people mm. who knew who they lit in so i was like mm, it's me thing you definitely don't like me but um yeah it's not massive it hasn't no. impacted me massively but it's still like you know there's always those church favorites and there's people who serve in the choir and that oh their dad is this in church and our mum is that in mm. church and that the you know and, mm. and it's hard to infiltrate so yeah that was that was my story i'm still kind of healing from it but sorry yeah i i think churches don't understand like how um 
easy it is to notice when there's favoritism in the church as well like when you're mm. saying that it's like fam, there'll be certain like individuals in the church where it's like if there's a new i don't know like they're always going to be on when top they're putting of things. on production they'll pick this person yeah. and so, let me not even because then they will start saying i was speaking from personal experience which i am yeah <laughs> um like it's just annoying because it's like i have something to show i have talents for god too mm. like, yeah no one's saying that just because this person doesn't have a gift that they shouldn't but you know it just yeah. starts feeling like i don't know man it starts feeling like yeah. school again or something mm. it's like mm. what's what's all this yeah that's um, right how old were you me yeah Yeah. like um the first one i was like 11 12 um the second one i was like 15 16 yeah so young it was both when i was young yeah sorry yeah jp you're gonna say something i was gonna say yeah um and and i think that's the thing that church is attacking it's not that mm, no not talking about church is attacking it's more like the the things that people do unknowingly and trying to bring them to light rather than just slandering or bashing churches. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I can appreciate that some people genuinely don't know what they're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But if we, now when I, we bring it up and you're doing shy, shy, you're trying to dodge, trying to shift the blade, that's when I'm going to look at you like, do you really want exactly. to really solve this issue? Or, you, or do you actually know what you're doing and just ignore mm-hmm. it? Exactly. Because the churches are blameless. Like... Mm. There's no point in trying to act like that. Like just because we are of God, we're not perfect. Mm. Yeah, like, we're born with sin in our hearts. So everybody trying to come and be like, no, you can't call out the church. No, like, um, what was I even saying earlier on today? Like the church is Christ's bride, so we should make it as beautiful as it can be. We should make it as lovely and as welcoming as like. Mm. It just goes without saying for me anyway. Mm. So when people are all trying to get defensive, it's like, no one asked you to be perfect in the first place. So you get upset about being called out, like. I don't, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I love that people are like feeling more comfortable to share their experiences now. They're like, definitely definitely in our generation. It's way more open. Uh, Just a trigger warning. um, Because what we're about to discuss is quite, it's quite difficult and it's a hard topic. But I just wanted to address sexual assault in the church also. Mm. Um, It does definitely happen. It's such an abuse of power because, like, if you're yeah. a leader, it's so easy for things to just be swept under the rug. Or I feel like a lot of mm. people are just like, oh, but even though he did this, but like, look at what else he, that good he's done, and then suddenly he's ah. being excused for bad behavior. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't want to hear that one. No. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Because... No, it's really bad. Okay. Do you get what I mean? It's He's a, they, 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 they will take touch my anointing. They will string that verse onto it. Mm. Like, because you just string it and say, you know, because he's, because he's anointed, you can't say this. You can't say this. No, but it's very peak when people do that. Because I'm like, not only are you somebody in a position of power who people are naturally inclined to trust, people also see you as mm. a man of God on top of that. So they're inclined to trust you more. Mm. It's just very yucky. It's very yucky. Oh my gosh, not that. Yeah. yeah. That is reminding me of my story. So the church I was speaking about before, <laughs> where I said we all branched branched out from, my parents had been attending this church for like, how many years? At least a decade or something before they even had me. So like, this was mm. our home church. Like we were planted here. I was there. I grew up there. Even people that I'm, like I said, I'm friends with today, even though we're not in the same church, I still know them. There are people who... I joined the group chat 
and one girl was like oh my gosh I remember you and Mita was like I remember her and we knew each other from this church like this was a big mm. place it was in East London so yeah um I didn't realize that there was just one day like I don't it didn't register with me but like we left the church and mm-hmm. I had found out that basically the pastor um and again a trigger warning for this the pastor um of my church had groomed a young boy and we were just like what yeah see just silence because i was like when i found out i was like that's why we left the church is that why you left that's why we left because and and say about what's happened after that has anything happened to that pastor not only did this happen i think it happened twice i believe it happened twice um, it was to, same, to two individual boys. It was either two individual boys or the same boy on two different occasions. Um, and when the pastor had come back from jail, they put him back up to preach. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, we're laughing at JP's reaction. Um, yeah. No, because it's actually crazy. Like, you think Fam. this person has done that and. There's a time of rehabilitation. There's a time of reflection. There was none of that. No punishment. Well, apart from going to jail. Ah, what was that? That's no. That, that, but that's that not enough. That's not enough. That's and not already enough. in this that's church, they were taking people's money and doing Bentley, Maserati, all this nonsense. <laughs> they were doing the same thing where they say, like what you said with JP, if you guys are not attending this thingy, the same with you, Chizzy, as well. If you guys are not attending this often, like with my parents, they're like, oh, you need to make sure you're giving your all. My dad and mum were giving their all in their respective things, mm. respective like um, areas of mm. serving. So it's just like, like when I tell you, I had a blanket at that church at one point. That's how often my parents were there. Like, I would sleep wow. there sometimes as a kid. Yeah. Mm. So, like, you know, you could tell they were giving that all. But when I found out, that I was like, rah. My parents didn't even tell is... me. We just covertly left. <laughs> yeah, by the way, we, <laughs> they, they we gotta go. say anything. <laughs> I just really realised one day, oh, we don't go there anymore. Like, to this day, even one of the people I went to RY with is a friend from that church. That's how scattered everybody is. And I'm trying not to be... Like, not to harbour hate, not just because of what he did, mm-hmm. but also, like, that's my childhood. Like, I was meant mm-hmm. to grow up with these people. Like, the way our church worked, when you were in Sunday school, like, the younger years, you all used to be together. And then we would, there was a mm-hmm. room upstairs for the olders. We would all look there and be like, guys, that's going to be us one day. Like, we had a passion. Everybody had a passion for this church. I even remember the layer. I remember where the little kids' room was where the like mother's area was where the main service was like every it's just yeah That's sad, it's really sad because so I, can, I can literally picture it in my head but it's just like he, so did you know the boy preaching now do you know? know no i didn't know the boy i didn't know the boy i don't know if he's still preaching now mm. i don't even just just to know as well i like like and the one i love that your parents left mm. because some wouldn't some oh, parents some there just wouldn't leave stayed. yeah mm. They would, they would, they would, they would defend, and, and again, the, the whole touch, not my anointed, making mm. oh, he's he's human, he's he's this, let him, mm. it's given green leaf basically, yep. and I, <laughs> it is, he, it like, really is, crazy because what well, see what what went from my head is that grooming is a process, mm. so it's like 
you were doing this slowly, slowly, like bit by bit, probably condemning people on the door to telling them that t- t- prophesying that someone in the in the choir is doing something mad, like doing all this shabang shabang, but you're doing this to a a, a little boy, and it's like. I, I don't know, and obviously going to jail, coming back and then being back to preaching this is scary. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're traumatized for life. Exactly. Yeah. That's so sad. That is. Okay. Um. So obviously we've had um our own share of like experiences that we've had, experiences that we know of people that have that they've had and everything. So what do we feel like? you know churches can do to avoid this from happening obviously we've spoken about you know we're not perfect people and you know we can um we can allow not allow but we can understand if mistakes are made in the church but how can we avoid big things that are, like, are causing people to you know leave churches and things like that how can we avoid it from happening um, in the future i think mm. one thing that came to my head like straight away was um having like professionals as part of your congregation or as employed as part of your church like people who are um who have like social work backgrounds and stuff like that like people who can identify these kind of things because i feel like when you have certain events like i think when you run certain events you have to have someone there who can do first aid so the same way you'd have that you'd have somebody mm-hmm. who is a safeguarding officer like who is licensed and all that kind of thing um at places obviously it doesn't necessarily that's not that's not enough for prevention um i also think like teaching um children specifically because children can be victims of these things especially in churches um because they're way more vulnerable like mentally um teaching kids about what is okay and what is not okay like teaching them about consent from a young age and things like that um like people even saying the language you use with kids like a lot of people just see kids will hug them like asking can i have a hug all that kind of stuff or um would you like this would you like that like Mm. giving children like emphasizing that they have a choice so that when somebody is trying to force something on them they're more likely to recognize um and obviously if you do that with kids it will it's something that will stick with them um same as teaching at, at all ages um that kind of thing obviously like i don't know if these churches are vetting people i don't know if they're vetting any stuff um a very fair like vetting process that is if it needs to be overseen by um sorry like or supervised from somebody outside the church then you know stuff like that so that there's no nepotism for positions and all that kind of stuff um yeah that's mm. the stuff i can think of off the top of my head i can't really yeah i think it's also just to yeah. do with like educating leaders as well like knowing when they're mm-hmm. abusing their power as well because i think as as well like leaders tend to just be like like you know god obviously has informed me to tell you this or god has talked, but i think it's being able to um separate when it's also like your own opinion and then you're just whatever god is telling you you're just remixing it to what you think is right so i think it's also like important to have like leaders yeah. being accountable and educating leaders on like okay this is how you should approach things like yeah god may tell you to do to do or to say something to someone but being able to approach it in a way that is not just you know reckless because mm-hmm. it's what what causes you know mm-hmm. the issues that we can have now mm-hmm. but yeah that's what i'd say yeah and like i would say allowing like members of the congregation to yeah. express themselves more um i feel like mm. a lot of people are genuinely scared to speak about things that they may 
been offended by or something that may have happened just because they are honestly worried about facing judgment. Um, I think if the church um, creates an open, safe space, people can, you know, discuss how they really feel about certain issues, which would help. Yeah, I agree. And I think, um, I think something that would help is probably just allowing like, proper accountability and actually like not just spiritually training these leaders but put like profession training them as well like you said and also like re- reminding them that this isn't just a, a spiritual affair it's a physical thing like you're dealing with humans who have emotions who have feelings who have wants who have needs who mm-hmm. you know they're, they're they're human as well do you get what i mean like it's not just a thing of just do what you want because you think it's the best thing to do for your congregation or ask them what they want, ask them what they need and have a group of people around you that are different. Not not just your, your wife and your cousin and your auntie. You know, have people that are not connected in any way, shape or form to just inform you and to speak and tell you what you might be doing right, what you might be doing wrong as leaders as well. And I guess as the congregation, I think... Wow, that that one's hard because you can't tell people to obviously know know when you're being hurt. But mm. I guess just to never be afraid to remind that yeah, don't be afraid to kind of like stick out your opinion and actually just say what you want because um you know your the love that God has mm. for you is not connected to the love that your pastor may have for you mm. or the love that um or the, the good things that you're doing like you know like God will love you regardless. So like His love is unconditional. So I think just empowering the congregation to yeah. speak for themselves, to read for themselves, to understand their their identity in Christ that isn't connected to the pastor in any shape or form. But mm. it's a big step though. It's a really big thing, um, mm. especially in namely Pentecostal African churches. It's, yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Especially because like in those churches, it's very mm. like respect your elders, you know, they know best. Mm. So to try and challenge that, yeah, I I get empathised because it's not it's not um, easy. Yeah, just to re-emphasise yeah. what JP said about checking the word. Yeah. I think Paul says it. I don't know which of his letters he says it in the, in the Bible, but he mentions um that even after I've spoken, go and check your word and check that what I'm saying is true, because so many pastors will just talk like mm-hmm. certain churches where they preach from pastors' books instead of the actual Bible. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any names, but I'm just like stuff like that is like the word of man can be, yeah, and like this is not even mentioning that people have already tampered with the Bible from what we know. So apparently, books have been removed, translations been changed. Like let's at least read from the word of God if we're gonna read anything. So yeah Mm. just trying to like asking god like how every day how can i be better like even just when you're praying like god if i've offended anybody help me to you know be better help them to like give them the grace to forgive me and give me the grace to be better so that i don't offend someone else that kind of stuff you know because because you don't always know the spirit can reveal things that we can't physically some people don't want to talk to you about when you've offended them so you know Sometimes it's a spirit that will tell you. Yeah. 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 And I think relating to that, I think just emulating the, um, emulating the the, the 
the person of Christ, obviously, Christ never came to obviously abolish, but he mm. came to reform and he came to change and he came to highlight. Um, obviously, you know, back in the Old Testament, they justify things that we today, mm. if we did them today, everyone would look at us as if, as if we're mad, you know, stoning people, the whole mm-hmm. woman-men relations culture. Christ came to, to change that and say, no, there's no, there's no Jew, no Gentile, man or woman in me. Therefore, we are all equal. We need to relate that as we live our life and kind of say, okay, the pastor may have said X, but if what pastor is saying is also defending someone or making them feel less, I need to mm-hmm. rejiggle some mm-hmm. priorities and make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. that me or the Christ in me and the me that's in Christ is what's being shown. Yeah. You know, because I heard someone say this thing that all oh, that sometimes you know you're gonna be the only Bible that someone's ever gonna read as a Christian. And as much as I hate that statement because it's very um what's the word? It kind of makes it mm. it kind of puts pressure. It's true to an extent, you know, you are you know, Christ says Christ says Paul says in Second Corinthians, I love this verse, he loves this verse, he says that we are um epistles of the good news, that we letters of recommendations to unbelievers and we are fragrance as well to people so when they see us, or essentially smell us, mm. saying they smell Christ, and they know that mm. wow, the thing is sweet. Do you get what I mean? This life is a life mm. of love, and if you don't do that, it's going to be hard. And then you know, it's not really going to yield what we're supposed we're to. We're definitely guessing you back so. on. That was a preach. That was yeah. I was doing poetry. Yeah, I was just saying like, yeah, that yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> doing a reading. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. As in, I'm going to have to listen back to that because that was beautiful. Wow. Mm. So, um, as you guys know, we always have um, today's truth at the end of every episode. Um, and today, um, JP will be saying it for us. Yeah. So, it's, um, the verse is um, Romans fourteen twelve in NLT. And it says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause mm-hmm. another believer to stumble and fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm doing more speaking. I know we're meant to end it. But um, that, I feel like when we were talking about how to diminish church hurt, that's the kind of thing, that's the kind of verse we should be looking at. Because if we're all in mm. Christ, then we'll all kind mm. of be in tune with each other. It's probably less likely that people would be offending obviously we're human again no one's saying that we're never going to offend each other but it's stuff like that like if we keep in christ then mm. you know it's so much easier for us to follow the right way and be at peace with each other i think there's a i forgot the bible verse where it, but it says always aim to be at peace with each other so yeah yeah. yeah. So we just want to say thank Love you, again, JP, for mm, coming on. We'll definitely nice. be having you back. Thank you, JP. Um, oh, you're very welcome. It's, it's been an honor, man. It's been an honor. So we hope you guys are enjoying. <laughs> thank you, guys. See you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.